thought and meaningful conversations about the issues men face every day. Our discussion this summer is based on the tale of the Fisher King from the Arthurian legends. This is episode three. Let's get back to the story and pick up where we left off in episode two. One night during a midnight ride, he came upon a campfire in a wooden glen. Above the fire, a salmon was spitted and was sizzling as it cooked. No one seemed to be around, so the prince waited for a time, waiting for the camper to return. Finally, fearing that the fish might burn, he removed the fish from over the fire and laid it upon the clean grass to cool. After waiting for a bit longer and deciding that the owner might not return soon, the prince took a small bit of the salmon and thrust it into his mouth. In sudden pain, the prince jerked away, spitting the hot fish out of his mouth, for the fish was much too hot to eat. Then, off balance, he toppled into the fire, screaming in agony as a sharp, hot brand impaled his groin, impaling his testicles. The prince passed out with pain and fell unconscious to the ground. Point one, the midnight ride. How many lives of men have been or are being impacted by the activities and encounters engaged in in under the cover of darkness? The life-altering event that takes place in this young prince's life seems innocent enough, but the most true stories we tell highlight the initial lie that men fall into, and it's that we can hide. We tell ourselves that we are in control and that our private lives or our inner lives can be lived out of sight. We imagine that our thoughts and our actions can be managed and controlled and that they won't lead to actions. But as this tale reveals, what we harbor on the inside, our minds and our hearts, can have a devastating way of finding its way outside. The Apostle James in chapter 1 verses 12 through 15 has something to say about that process that we see in this story. It says, God blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation. Afterwards, they will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. And remember, when you're being tempted, do not say God is tempting me. God's never tempted to do wrong and he never tempts anyone else. Temptation comes from our own desires. Those desires entice us and drag us away. These desires give birth to sinful actions. And when sin is allowed to grow, it gives birth to death. That process there highlights what we're kind of focusing on in this portion of the story during this podcast, the lies, the deceptions, the temptations, the testing that comes around these moments, uh, these midnight rides, uh, when we have opportunities to make choices that can impact us in the moment or in the long run. 
I don't know if you realize that uh, temptation and action are two parts of a process. I remember Martin Luther, the reformer, said about temptation, he said, you know, you cannot stop a bird from flying over your head, but you can prevent it from making a nest in your hair. And this kind of just describes that idea that James is getting at about desires give birth to sinful actions. And then even when sin is born, if it's allowed to grow, you see that there's this place where if we allow it to grow, then it gives birth to death. So there's many places in this process you can stop it from continuing. And like the story here, this young man, this young prince, had many opportunities to not follow through with what he was thinking about doing. Point number two, no one seemed to be around. The young prince fails to see that the absence of people in the moment doesn't mean that what takes place won't impact people in the long run. Jesus warned his listeners in Luke 12, 3, uh, uh, he gave them a principle that applies to this idea. Whatever you have said, Jesus said, whatever you have said in the dark will be heard in the light, and whatever you whisper behind closed doors will be shouted from the housetops for all to hear. This principle teaches that private life is the basis of public life. We cannot sever this reality for the good or the bad. God sees the moments of victory and sees the moments of compromise or defeat that take place within us or without, outside of us. The weight of this reality will lead us to ask this question, are you going to be a lesson or are you going to be an example? Will you be a lesson or an example? Will people look at your life and go, wow, I don't want to go in that direction. I've learned the lesson of what's gone on in their life. Or do you want to be an example that someone says, I want to go in that direction. That's the direction I want to go. A lesson or example has to do with that idea of our choices impacting others. And in this story, the impact of the prince's choices uh, extends into the kingdom, as we'll see as we further on down the story. Point number three, the prince took a small bit of the salmon. How many things in a man's life can be traced back to a small event or a choice? Imagine if you could go back to a moment in time in your life and choose differently. Too often men fail to remember that there's a power in small things for good or bad. The choices that you make or you don't make today determine a lot of your possibilities or your difficulties in the future. This grabbing of a small bit of the salmon led to a tragic moment, and that can be said of a lot of moments in men's lives. Proverbs 6.27 says this, Can a man carry fire in his lap? and his clothes not burn? This addresses that idea that men often fall into the lie that just a little of something doesn't matter. But it's 
like James said, it's what that moment gives birth to, and then what that gives birth to. It's this process. And a man that is wanting to live a life of meaning and impact and have victory understands this process that the best decisions to make are in the moments before things get to a place that are out of your control. The fourth point I want to bring up is the line where it says, he was off balance. So point four, off balance. It says a lot to do with our lives that you can assess right now. Are you off balance? Is something just not right? Are you living far below your best self? Are you living up to the high calling of God in Christ for you? What are you settling for in your body or in your soul, your your mind, will, or emotions, or in your spiritual life? How are you or how are your most meaningful relationships in your life with your wife, your spouse, your husband, your kids, whatever might be the case, whoever's listening? How's your walk with God? How's your integrity? How's your intellectual life? or your moral or virtuous life? How is your soul? These are questions that we ask ourselves when we're feeling off balance. You can think of a boxer in a boxing ring, like how are you standing in the ring of your life right now? Are you reeling from one too many punches? Uh, Do you have your guard up? When was the last time you took a serious swing at life instead of wrapping yourself up in the ropes or smothering life with an unambitious grapple. Sin most often takes advantage of us when we are off balance. And the last point I want to bring up is the tragedy and the designation of the wound. He was impaled in his groin, point five, the wound. All men have them. Some have been debilitated by them. Many ignore them, or they're oblivious to how they have impacted their lives. Others are healing from their wounds. And some men have scars. They've reached that place where the wound is healed, and there's just the memory, the lesson, or the example of them. Many men's wounds are in the testicles, as the story describes so viscerally. Their manhood has been impaled. They've been struck at the most vulnerable place in their core of what identifies one as a man. This could be a wound to one's sexuality, your identity of self, maybe through the experience of sexual abuse or something of that nature. It could be the pressure and power of our culture and its pummeling education that's bent on reshaping and redefining what it even means to be a man today. It could be the emasculating experiences of relationships with men or women who have failed to call us to manhood in wise and helpful ways, or crippled or poisoned the soul with ugly, demeaning, or debilitating pressure or pain. Maybe failure has impaled you. Bullying may have impaled you. Sickness or disease may have impaled you. A warped or wicked exposure to a mentor, a minister, a teacher, a coach, a boss, or a relative may have impaled you. Maybe an idea 
a philosophy, a spirit, or an experience has impaled you. Recognizing you are wounded or being able to articulate what wound uh, you have, you have or, or what wounding you've been through is essential in moving from devastation to transformation, from moving from hurt to healed. And as we'll see in the rest of this story, your healing or the place where you come to wholeness matters not only for your own soul, as critical as that is, but your healing, your wholeness, leads to the healing and wholeness of others, as we'll see in the pages and paragraphs that follow in the story. I hope you'll think about the wound. I hope you'll think about the midnight ride. I hope you'll think about the other elements in these paragraphs that we've discussed that speak about whether you are off balance right now as a man or you're standing firm, standing strong, standing face to face and focused on the adversaries or the challenges or the opportunities of your life today. You're a young king possibly listening to this podcast, or you may be an old king. At some point in this story, you're going to identify with a stage of life that you're in. But I just speak to you right now, if you're in the midst of temptation or trial or testing, that you would stand firm, that you would stand strong. I would not only hope, but I would pray that God would meet you in your midnight ride. Maybe you're listening to this and in the midst of your life, you're involved in something under the cover of darkness. Under the cover of darkness may mean someone knows about it, someone doesn't know about it. You're hiding, you're meeting people, you're doing things that are being done unseen to others. I, I implore you to hear the wisdom of this story. An impaling is coming. A fall into the fire is coming. The most vulnerable parts of you are going to be pierced. The scriptures are clear, the spiritual truth is clear, the legends are clear, that a young man, a man of any age, when he gazes into the fire and gazes at the salmon too long, will eventually try to grab a bite of it, and that always leads to suffering. I hope you will heed the wisdom of the tale today and stop the process right where it's at and become the person that God wants you to be. Become the person your children need you to be. Be the man your wife needs you to be. And be the person that you most value and know as your true self. Thanks for listening. I hope you'll join us with episode four that's coming up. Or join us in person in our man clan meetups. This next week, we're engaged in a table time at Perry Street Pizza. So if you're listening to this right now in current time, we invite you to join us. If you're listening at another time, I hope the wisdom of this story is impacting your thoughts and that you'll have conversations with other men about these things. God bless. Have a great day.